Hello and welcome to Come With Us, a podcast to meet all your fantasy needs. I'm Susie Nunez. And I'm Rache Kelly. And each week we dive into the tempting world of books, seductive romance, and a sprinkle of spice. Sinners, and welcome to episode 20, can you believe it, of Come With Us, your new favorite podcast. Well, new, your favorite podcast, and that's it. Uh, I'm Susie Nunez, and this week I'm grateful for, actually, no, let's start with the guests. Deborah, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Excited Phenomenal. to be back, too. I love it. Love it. Uh, I want to ask you, what are you grateful for this week? I am very thankful for my Kindle, for we for reawakening my inner smut since 2018. Yes. I love that. Hey, yes. Rache, what are you grateful for this weekend? Snaps How around. are you? I am grateful for my kids. That's so cute. They Look keep at me great. sane. Oh, that's it. And insane too. I love it. Yeah. That's a good answer. Yeah. Well, I mean, so I became a mom 12 years ago today. So it's basically more of a day for me than it is for my kid, but it's whatever. Happy momversary. Happy momversary. Mom <laughs> How about awesome. you, Susie? Me, I'm grateful for my antidepressant because it's working, it's kicking in, and I freaking love it. I'm so grateful for it. Hell yeah. Heck yes. Fantastic. It's great that you're thank taking you, care of yourself. You, I know. I'm so, I'm so happy for that. I'm so grateful for that, too. All right, guys, you're ready. This week, we're talking about Losers 2. We're ending, sadly, we're ending this amazing, fantastic, and so uh, so good of a series that I am DN Minharu Leroux every day so they can keep writing books about them because I love them so much. Honestly, I think it's good. Like We had this whole fate situation where we had to cancel this recording halfway through last week, um, and then reschedule it for today and two days ago harley leroux put out a bonus chapter so now we get to talk about it i'm so, i'm fangirling over it i yeah. am so excited you guys great. it's like it's like a like a dopamine hit for an addict <laughs> like a like a smut manson specific addict you're like oh yeah give me more baby we need to talk about this chapter but let's start let's start let's start let's start with uh, I think this series is like our favorite, like the three of us of 2023, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. I don't think anything can top this, to be honest with you. I am so flabbergasted because you came here last year saying St. Meadows is my man. Nobody can like take him away from me. He's my number one. And then look at this. It's amazing what people who have mental health issues, but work on it. Uh, can do to uh, a sex appeal because Zade Meadows, sure, attractive, really, really can get you going by putting his belt around your neck. But he also is probably literally a psychopath. These four men are also battling certain mental illnesses, depression, CPTSD, anxiety, things like that. But they're working on it and they're so self-aware and there's something really hot about a guy who is self-aware. <laughs> yes. I don't know if you guys remember now that we mentioned St. Meadows, but Deborah was here for episode nine of the last season. If you haven't listened to that episode, go 
Uh, because you're gonna love it. Deborah is insane and she has so many good points. Go and listen to that or watch it on YouTube. Deborah, if you have before we get into right. the into the series, if you have to choose three books from the last year, 2023, that have to be your top three, which one would they be? It can be books, it can be series. Oh, this is easy. Um The Losers Duet, one and two, and also um the sacrifice. Those are my absolutely top threes. I would give my top shelf for. Looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, Zay Meadows, Haunting Adeline. It's not, they're not the, it's not the only book boyfriend, if that makes sense. There's so much more. And now that I actually read these, it's like, I have Zay Meadows as my top. Now I have Zay Meadows, I think, uh, on my four or three somewhere, but he's knocked mm. down a peg. Interesting. That's fair. Question though, question. Um, <laughs> do I have to read The Ritual? and the second one so i can understand the sacrifice or no to be honest there are some things on the sacrifice that will make you be like oh wait that was in the first one oh wait that was in the second one um oh. but in my opinion it could be read as a standalone because you barely see the uh, the the previous characters from before so oh. it, it does mention like the characters from before like the ritual and the sinner they do mention the the characters but other than that it doesn't you don't really cross paths like other series you know that kind of reminds me of like how the salacious players club can be read as a series but you can also enjoy the books as a standalone with minimal spoiling and things like that because exactly they're like they're parallel to each other's same world but not constantly interacting yeah absolutely mm -hmm, exactly uh deborah mm -hmm. i want to say congratulations on the wedding and on the getting married thank you thank you thank you yeah last time i was there i was i was a fiance now i'm a whole ass wife Ooh, somebody's yep. wife now now getting into the books you guys it's the time to talk about this masterpiece of a series deborah we want to know your thoughts on the dare dare i will i will say i wasn't expecting um some hints of bdsm into it i just thought it's gonna be like shoot something that i read i don't remember which one it was i think it was a little bit from sick boys i think i expected a little bit from that but when i actually read it oh my goodness what a surprise it was um i couldn't uh immediately i couldn't stand just And the minute I saw, the minute she was talking about Manson, how he just walked in front of her, not a single Karen in the world. Oh my gosh. Why, why does that get me hot and bothered? Why? I don't know. Why is it always the ones that literally do not care about us? And then the more I read it, I'm like, okay, I'm liking it. I'm loving it. I'm envious now. I'm jealous. Why? It I no longer saw Jessica as blonde. I no longer saw her as anything. I imagine myself. I'm not gonna lie. I imagine myself. I'm like, please, is there anything I can do to be in this book, in the series? I want to be her so bad. All four oh of them around. Like, can you imagine just four? Oh my goodness. I may have. I may have thought about it a time or two. Yes. That's maybe good thinking. That's good thinking. For research purposes, for the podcast, obviously. <laughs> I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so so when you read The Dare, how how fast did you go by Losers 1 and 2? Too damn fast, I'll be question. honest. I was so depressed when that sucker was open. I'm, when it was finally finished, 
I was yeah. so sad because I knew I would never find another like series, books, anything like this. And I was that's what gets me so more sad than the actual ending. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing that will ever top this. I think it took me like a week. I tried to prolong it as much as I can, even though I want to read it. I want to know what's going to happen next. I want to know, but uh, it was like a mm-hmm. push and pull. Like, I want to read it. I don't want to read it. Uh, it was depressing. Dude, did anybody else kind of get a crush on the house, too? Oh, my God, that yes. Just me? That house sounded bomb as fuck. All right. Amazing. I want that house so bad. I wanted to be in that basement. Oh my goodness. I'm not gonna lie. We're having a moment. Like, I just love the architecture. We really love the open floor plan and the really big windows and the rooms that have doors connecting. And Deborah's like, I really wanted to be in that basement, just getting absolutely railed. I mean, that that basement. A girl can dream. Remember when Lucas was. Remember when Lucas was like, we don't need a dungeon in order to torture you. And she was like, okay, we'll see. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I remember that. What were some of your, um, were some of your favorite like standout parts um, when you think back to Losers 1 and maybe Losers 2? Because I know they kind of bleed together in my brain, at least. I don't know. Like, what are the parts that live rent free in your brain? Sexy or not? Uh, there are multiples. Um, one from the losers two from losers one was when mm-hmm. they were gonna give Jessica as a as a payment for Jason, and he had his way with her, and he told everyone hurry up and come upstairs that she's about to pass out. All of them hauled ass upstairs. All of them were there looking, and they went in to go destroy her. What what was it? Um. <laughs> Jason was on one side, Lucas was on the other side, Vincent was eating her, and Manson was just enjoying the view. That was one of them. And I'm, I think back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I would love to switch places with her at that moment. That's one of them. So yeah. from Losers right. 2, mm-hmm. one of them that did live rent-free, but this one, I'm not going to... I loved it, but at the same time, I was disappointed. I was disappointed because um, Jessica told Manson about one of her fantasies, which was to be kidnapped, stalked, and, like, abducted, all of that. I was looking forward for her just randomly walking down the street and um, literally being abducted. And when I found out that she wasn't 100% in the dark, I was that was a little disappointing to me. I wanted her to... Maybe it's what I want, or maybe it's... I don't know, but... I would have loved it if she was walking down the street in her point of view and she immediately gets abducted by all four of them. I would have loved that. I thought that would have, I thought that was it. But when I found out that she had some knowledge of it, like, oh, they're going on vacation, she's aware. And then out of nowhere, somewhere in Lucas's mind flicked or snapped. And then he snatched her, threw her in the trunk and like try to, con- try-, try to continue the role play. That was a little disappointing in my book. Uh, Susie, do you have any, any points you want to make on that specific scene or no? That scene, I freaking loved it, but I do have to say I was disappointed because I, when I was reading it, I really thought that they were going to do exactly what you said. We're going to, you know, kidnap her and she's going to be 
in the dark. She's not going to know anything. And I was really waiting for that moment of her. Maybe this is the guys. Maybe this is not the guys. I kind of smell Manson, but maybe it's not Manson. Maybe someone that knows them. Maybe it's Alex. And oh my God, I think if Erica Lust at some point Ooh. makes the movie, if Erica Lust at some point makes the movie, please, Erica, add this. <laughs> add this movie because we want it. That would have been so good. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta say, I think I felt the same way too. Um, as a reader reading something fiction, um, sometimes it's nice to read something that is so fantasy that it's not real, doable in real life. You know, like, like yeah. It gets dicey when you're planning a CNC situation, like how much information to give and how much information to withhold. Um, also, because she had like an overbearing mom, she had to be able to have that time free and things like that. So like, I totally get that there was some uh, logistics that had to go into it. And Harley did an amazing job of um, portraying, portraying a... BDSM relationship that safely executes CNC, which is so mm. cool. So great for them. And in real life, yes, do it that way. But I would love to read because it's not real. And this is my escape. I would also love to read something a little bit more on the extreme side sometimes to like, this almost that. felt like a manual and I wanted to read something fiction. <laughs> To that point that you just said, I will just add that it makes sense that they did it that way. Even though we expected more, it makes sense because of Jessica's job and the situation with the mom and everything that was going on, right? And honestly, I don't think it would have been like, we wanted it, but I don't think it would have been okay for them to do it because everything that was going down with Alex and, and Manson's dad, and it would have, it could have been something really bad if they did it that way. So. Hardly we get it, but we want it more. Yeah. <laughs> Deborah, did this book unlock any fantasies or like maybe teach you something that you wanted to try? Maybe some fantasies. I want to know everything. Tell me. Uh, I will say that seeing Manson, how he is, even after all that trauma, after everything, I will say he's still okay with being vulnerable, being open, taking control. And that's something that I need to learn how to do, you know, from being suppressed so many years and being shamed. Um, vulnerability was just not it for me, not being open. It wasn't, it, it wasn't in the cards for me. So I was, I grew up to have this industrial wall around me. No one can see. So now I am doing my absolute best to just start being vulnerable, you know, and be open and, be very communicate, communicate on what I want to try, what I'm comfortable on trying, things of that matter. That's something that I'm still working on. And that's something that this book made me realize, okay, so if he can get through his traumas and everything, I can do the same and I can try and do my best to be vulnerable, which I'm still working on, but it's, it's a start. Um, be kind to yourself because he's vulnerable, but he's in some situations, but he's also uh, a control freak. So, yeah. Um, you know, I have yeah, coping mechanisms. You got to find your coping mechanism. Deborah, I love your answer and I did not expect it. <laughs> so you were going to say something really, really, you know, 
BDSM or like very, you know, sexual or CNC type of things. And you're like, no, no, I'm opening more. <laughs> I, love it. I wasn't finished though. Oh, I'm I sorry. Let her, let her cook. That's what the youngins <laughs> say these days. Let her cook. I still don't get that, but I'm, I'm just going to go with it. Um, like you got to simmer because got to let the flavors meld. And then you're like, hold up. It's not done yet. And then when it's mm -hmm. done, perfection, go girl. Wow. Um, I'm also um, adding, um, I'm also learning how to add toys into the mix, how to um, the whole CNC. I'm, I'm learning about it. I am very, um, the idea gets me going, but it's like, where do I start, you know? And also mm. because not only that, I see, I see how this book is, how, how BDSM works. And I want to know more. I want to like dip my tongue mm. in there, but I just don't know where to start. Did you guys <laughs> just answer yes or no? That's it. I don't need anything else. Did you guys, when you started reading <laughs> these books, suspected that Lucas was going to be a sub? No, no. Really? Not at all. I didn't I know. It was a it was a shock to me. Yeah, no, no, I wasn't expecting it. All right. So first, we're obviously going to be talking about the blind date. I'm already hot. Good lord. I think that that chapter was amazing for so many different reasons. Because yeah, the the it was hot them like doing it in a bathroom and they could totally get caught the <laughs> little exhibitionist stuff going on um but i think what got me about it is the way that they juxtaposed the typical guy that jess would go out with to manson who didn't even have to be sitting at the same table as her and because he pays attention to her knew what wine she wanted to try you know, uh, things like that. He, and he like, couldn't, he was talking in his brain, like just his little inner monologue saying how he couldn't keep his eyes off of her, even if he wanted to. And there's something about that. I think all women kind of want that, that to know that they are just enamored by us and guys don't usually communicate that. And I think that was just insanely hot. And then the after so good too like it's just all in all it's an amazing an amazing section of the book before we talked about this is it possible for us to talk about when they had sex mm -hmm. in the river and manson was edging lucas and that scene was mm. so unbelievably good how lucas was, it was like suffering. what we wanted it's what we wanted the uh starlight pond chapter in A Court of Thorns and Roses to be, <laughs> except <laughs> Lucian just ended up being a cock block. Sajay Mask, no comments. Um, <laughs> honestly, honestly, oh my God. I, 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 I was reborn after that scene. It was so good how Lucas was suffering and how Manson was just giving it what he wanted. Oh my God, it was phenomenal. It was so good. That was pretty hard. Not only, not only that, that she to Jessica tortured him even more with the whole Kegel thing, and he just stopped. I'm like, wait, 
Like, don't you dare. You're such a bad girl making, trying to make him finish. Defying my orders. I could, I couldn't help it. I, I had to put the book down because I was just like in shock. Like, okay. Oh my God. And I'm literally living it in my head while, while I'm reading it, I'm living it in my head. I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm, even though there's literally nothing in front of me, I'm imagining it right there. Mm -hmm. I can't. Damn. Damn, I would love to be in her position. It was so mm. good. And the fact yeah. that Jessica never, she never, she was never allowed to come. Like, she did it when she w went home and everything. But before, no. And I think that was mm -hmm. the perfect edging scene I've ever read. It was so freaking good. I loved it. Really. Oh, no, you're you're fine. <laughs> that was really good. Was Okay, yes or no, was anybody else surprised that Jess just stopped being a brat? No. Was I surprised that she stopped being a brat? A little bit, yeah. I because I kind of like the dynamic of you know being put in her place. I feel like she, I mean, she said it plenty of times that she just wanted to obey Manson. Yeah, and I'm like, damn, I don't think there's a single man on the face of this planet that could command me so well that I'd be like, I'm just gonna be good for you forever. I'm gonna be a brat at some a lot all the time. I feel like it also lost its spark. Like not not that not that spark like where no, I feel like something's missing. You can't be I feel like you can't be good all the time. You have to have like some spice. Otherwise you'd get like bored if that makes sense. So when I found out like okay, like you're why aren't you bratty anymore? Like I wanna see see all the punishment i want to see how far it could go but it just wasn't there anymore susie um, i mean i i i know how okay <clears throat> uh, how can i explain this um there is a lot of dynamics between subs doms brats uh slaves uh, puppies, pets, all of that, right? There's so many dynamics. And at the end of the day, what mm -hmm. the dominant, the master, the sir, the daddy, whatever name we give the person or he likes to be called or they like to be called, um, their main goal is for you to submit, to be good. That is why the brat tamers love a person like Jessica at the beginning because they want her to be like that. That's what Manson is, a brat tamer. And at some point in, in the book, mm -hmm. he says something like, uh, I would love to have someone like a slave kind of type of situation, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to be always dominating. She's always gonna be yeah. up. And that is the goal. That is always the goal. So I understand the dynamics because I, I get it. But I understand why you guys see it that way. The thing is that Jessica was always a sub. And that is something that I don't think you guys realize. She was a brat because that was a mask that she always had to put on. But she was always a sub. Always and forever. She was, and, it's just, and she's always going to be a sub. Well, I, I always assumed that a brat is a flavor of sub, you know. Um, of course, yeah. But in my... In my head, it's it's um like a strong-headed person who who doesn't like being told what to do a lot of the time because 
you know, of what one reason or the other. And it's not like once they get you to comply in one scene, one day, all of a sudden you're just going to be good from then on out. And, uh, um, like, I just, I don't know. I kind of expect her cause she talked about how much she loved being punished, but then she stopped doing things that would earn punishments. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, got it. I think, I think their dynamic was good. She knew she was going to get what she wanted and they know what she likes. That's the thing. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, she really, I was expecting her to be a brat, like mm -hmm. just at her core. And I think you mm -hmm. were right, Susie. She wasn't a brat. Mm -mm. She was a good girl. Mm -hmm. She, but she was so used to having that bitch persona mm -hmm. that she, it was hard for her to drop it. So I think that that's, I think where Deborah and my disappointment was, was we were like, fuck yeah, brat. She wasn't one. <laughs> she, she was acting like one, but once she found somebody that she could trust, then she fell exactly. into her good girl era, mm -hmm. which I mean, good for her. <laughs> good for her. It's giving good girl. It's good giving you slave. <laughs> it's her good girl era. Yeah, it's I agree with the TV too. I, oh I agree because, like, if you read in the dare, she it constantly mentions that she wants to be dominated. She wants to. She wants all of that. Yeah. But because of her high school reputation, she has to uphold it. Then that's why she has a horrible attitude. Well, now that she found someone who can, like you said, Rochelle, like someone she actually trusts to put her in her place, to punish her, do everything. I think now she's she really is a sub a sub at heart. Yeah. You know, you know what? Um, I know that you guys maybe think that she's always a sub, but she has bratty behavior sometimes as a dumb. I can tell you during the book when I was reading it, I was like, hmm, that's bratty behavior. Hmm, you're being a brat. But it's not very <laughs> highlighted like before. But she has bratty behavior. Not with Mason as much though. Like No, 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 no. I not do with I do appreciate I do appreciate that that there's that she can have different relationship dynamics with each of them, that mm -hmm. she can be that good girl for Manson mm -hmm. and she can be the switchy kind of person for Lucas. Hmm. Like that we time that she that told him to get yes. on his knees. Oh my yes. gosh. That was so good. Oh my God. That scene. I remember I was like, wait, 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 what's happening? Wait, wait, wait. But if it was going to happen with someone, it had to be Lucas. It was perfect. Absolutely. I was kind I of expecting her to do it with Jason too, but I loved that theirs became a mutual masturbation instead of mm -hmm. a, <laughs> instead of an interacting situation. Mm -hmm. Like just a moment of silence for our, while our brains reminisce. <laughs> yep. I need that moment. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So good. <laughs> um, that um, moment, I uh, honestly, I knew that at some point she was going to show some type of switching behavior because it has to happen. You have to at at some point in a relationship, in that type of relationship specifically, you have to reverse, you know the roles and i was expecting to have i was expecting it to happen at some point and i knew it had to be either lucas 
or Vincent, but I was oh, surprised wow. when what? it was only Lucas. Yeah. Hmm. I don't, man, I think I loved that. I love that it was with Lucas just it because, do you remember when you told me last, when we were recording that you associate Lucas with a pit, a pit bull? bull, not the rapper, the dog. No. Yes. <laughs> um, it was almost like it was that moment where he was acting up or I know he was having really bad anxiety and she was trying to pull him out of it. And she had seen how Manson had done that in the past and how they bounce each other out that way. Um, mm. But also it kind of reminded me of, you know, when a dog starts freaking out because you're taking it on a walk and he sees a squirrel and then you just like jerk on the leash real quick and you, mm -hmm. you tell him to heal. And it was like that moment mm -hmm. where she was just like, she's like, Hey, no, I was like, Oh, and now I know why he's called pup. <laughs> oh my gosh. I will never get over that nickname too. That was so good. I loved it. I don't know why nicknames. Whew, goodness. I, you know, I never really heard a good submissive uh, nickname for a, a, man, a man before, uh, pup, chef's kiss. Perfection. When I tell you guys, mm -hmm. I was, I was at a cafe the other day and a guy was talking to his, I don't know, his girlfriend or whatever. And he was saying, no, you know, the pup. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, man, is here. Oh my God. And then I, I went wait, like that and wait. then I was so freaking old and I was like, what? Not in my life. So I just wanted to say that because pop is not going to sound the same in my life ever. No. Mm -mm. no, no. Yeah. That was really okay. good. Oh, good for so them. good. Heck yes. Good for them. <laughs> good for them because uh, okay. I don't know. I seriously don't know how Jess could have done it because I, I don't know. I really don't know what to say, but I will say this, that was, in my opinion, I feel like it was kind of ballsy too, because we know that Lucas will be and always be a sub for Manson. So for the fact mm -hmm. that Jess came in, took the role, did it herself, it was kind of ballsy in my opinion. I feel it like great. it was honestly her, it was her like doing it in a, I don't know, I've definitely had those moments where you're like feeling confident you're like you know what fuck it i'm gonna do it this time and then um <laughs> and then when lucas was like watch it or i'm gonna i'm gonna end this right now and she was like oh, pushing the buttons and pushing the buttons and he was just like and i'm done and so <laughs> i love that so honey, just... tell me with a good time the thing is that that is, I don't know, maybe I, I have no idea how um, they did the research for these books, but dude, that is so mm -hmm. true. That is so realistic. When you change the dynamics in a relationship like that, there's a moment when the dumb's going to be like, okay, mm -hmm. no, you're done. You're freaking done. And it was so perfect how Harley did yeah. it in that, in that part. Oh, I loved it. I loved it so much. Uh, going back to the blind date, because we're going places and you know where we have to go. Um... Going back to the blind date, the blind date, Deborah. I think that you told me that you cried. I did. I genuinely did cry. Um, not only because uh, of the actual date, but also what came after. They had their own mini date. How 
every attention to detail was per for Jess, the wine, mm-hmm. the date in her closet, the chocolate cake, how he literally opened his whole heart and told her how he felt. I think what got me, what really made me cry, this one line that says, I love you, Jess. I loved you then, now, and forever. <sighs> I cried. Immediately I cried. I couldn't stop. I'm like, how? But in my head, I'm like, how the hell could you love someone who made your life hell back then? But then again, I'm like, I have to keep I have to keep in mind that this was almost three years into the future right after the dare. So I think maybe that night was like the start of something. Mm. Well, I mean, he talked about how he was obsessed with her and couldn't stop thinking about her even when he was in high school. Mm. And I think we can lend a lot of that to uh, hormones. <laughs> she was really hot and he was a brat tamer and he knew he wanted to just like put her in her place. And so then he would I... just fantasize about taking the school's bitch and just like. I was talking to my friend today and we actually talked about this. And the word that I used hmm. when I was, when we were talking about Manson and Jessica was he and all of them are infatuated. They're obsessed with Jessica. If you yeah. think about it, they, yeah. they I mean, too much listen, <laughs> listen, we, I don't know how it will feel in real life. Cause I've been in situations where someone, you know, is a little bit obsessed and I'm the type of person that I'm going to be nar. But if it is Manson, I don't know. I think it will be perfect. Or any other guys, it will be perfect. Uh, honestly, there has to be a mutual attraction there. Yeah. For it to course. be okay. Yeah, absolutely. Because same, same. Definitely have had the, have had the uh, stalkerish situation where like, you're like, could mm-hmm. you leave me alone now? Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. really not interested. I'm not playing hard to get just go away um but uh, um i thought susie for a second you were gonna say um that you didn't know how you would feel in real life if four men were obsessed with you and wanted to like have you all at the same time and i'm i was like i'd be fine with it (laughs) do you know me or what i don't know i thought you were gonna say that and i was like this is out of character. I know. Because <laughs> like, I remember Jose no. Rafael was fucking around. Oh, good Lord. I will oh, die man. for my men. I will die for my men. And now I have four men more. So I'm going to die for my seven men. I don't care. I love them all. Oh, my. Um, okay. Hey, if it makes you, if it makes you excited, if it makes you excited, there is, there is a place for sale here in Tennessee. It's only $5 million and it has, 56 bedrooms, 33 bathrooms, and I'm saying we could just, just a few of us, and then every hot man that we want can just all live together. Honestly? What a dream. Honestly, we can make it work. <laughs> we can it, was, make it, work. it was a retirement home, so it's probably also haunted. <laughs> love it. Okay. Throw in some paranormal mm. romance. Love it, love it, love it. You guys, from the blind date, I want to also add that I cried my eyes out when he told Jessica all of that, and then he said, you don't have to tell me anything. I don't expect anything. I was like, how is this man so perfect? I 
You know what else I just realized? Because you can't get enough of us. Be sure to follow us at at come with us pod on all of our socials. That's TikTok, Instagram. I think we have a threads. Eh. Um, <laughs> and you can find all of our links at our website, come with us Please leave us a five-star review on whatever streaming platform you like to use. Um, make sure to like, follow, share, uh, send Subscribe. us a message. We would absolutely love to get it. And then be sure to head on over to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can not only hear our amazing voices in your ears, but see our beautiful faces through your eyes. I mean, I mean what more You're do you welcome. want? Sitters, you've been good little angels. Thank you for listening. And remember, stay wicked, stay wild, and keep reading. We love you. Bye.